Welcome to the Florida Versus Podcast. You know, I got one for you. Holy cow! Take your seats, listen up. It's another fantastic episode of Florida Versus. I'm your host today and every day, Peter Murphy. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today we have a fantastic show. On deck we have Sam Salem, a.k.a. Sam Sleeves, on Instagram and social media. You'll recognize him as the teacher that gets roasted by their students. Uh, Very fun. Uh, very fun guy from the great state of Minnesota. Uh, the only state in the 1984 election to vote for Walter Mondale. I think Reagan was going for re-election that year. And the only state to vote against Ronald Reagan was Minnesota. Uh, and they voted for Walter Mondale. Uh, not, we talk a little bit about politics, but as far as liberal places go... Not one that's talked about often enough, and sometimes overshadowed. Uh, I'm not certain why. Uh, We get into uh, talk about hockey, uh, and from where he came, his hometown is called Maple Grove, but if you ask anybody there, they call it Murder Grove, and uh, (laughs) well, if you ask any hockey players. Uh, Sam Salem, great guy, uh, substitute teacher that is very funny, also a comedian who happens to be very funny. Um, Go figure. Uh, you'll chat with him. Oh, I'll chat with him on the other side of the break. But it, you're listening to this today, Friday. Uh, tonight, you can catch me at Aviator Nation in Austin. I'm performing in the Broken Zoo show there. Uh, doors at 8.30, show at 9. Should be a lot of fun, expecting a big audience. Um, and, you know, I love Austin, Texas. Um, cool place. Um, happy for the people there you know, to kind of get their recognition as a as a cool fun town uh, cool capital as well a lot of history in texas and in in austin uh you can see sam may 4th he does mention it but may 4th he has a show uh, at west side comedy called fyp the for you page comedy show uh, where he has an incredible amount of talented comedians and social media influencers perform all in one place IRL in real life so make sure you check that out and on the other side of the break it's going to be me and Sam Salem but for right now we're going to pay some bills maybe buy a t-shirt for yourself or a friend uh, if you like the podcast go ahead and wear it Uh, right after this break it's going to be me and Sam Salem stay tuned Okay, whoa, 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 what's the holdup? It's ad time. Oh, yeah. It's ad time. And let the good time roll. You know, since 2015, Totally Good Time has been making pop culture street style inspired by the 90s, 2000s, and niche entertainment favorites. Well, what do they got? Uh, how about bringing on Toro Sweatsuit? Check. Empire Records Staff Tee for Rex Manning Day? Check. New Girl True American Hoodie that features the design as the gameplay? One, two, three, four, check. 
Now go ahead and check out all of the original pop culture goods over at totallygoodtime.com. That's totallygoodtime.com. And use code FLORIDAVERSUS15 for 15% off your order today. That's code F-L-O-R-I-D-A-V-S-1-5 for 15% off your order today. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Ad time. Do-do-do-do-do. Ad time. Oh, man, another ad. Well, don't worry. This one will make you hungry. Margarita. Pepperoni Playboy, Guilty Party, Good Thing, Dreams Tonight, Beyond, Love, Smoke Signals, Neon Moon, Springsteen, Talking Backwards, Crude Copy, Breakneck Speed. If you don't know what I'm talking about, then you haven't had one of Lucky Nick's Pizza's Sourdough Neapolitan Pizza Pies straight from their wood fire oven. And you are missing out. Go ahead and follow Lucky Nick's Pizza on Instagram. That's at L-U-C-K-Y-N-I-C-K-S-P-I-Z-Z-A. For the latest updates about their weekly mobile pop-ups in the SoCal region. It's Lucky Nick's Pizza. Nice little pizza, huh? All right. One more ad won't be so bad. Listen up. This is what we got going on. No shirt, no shoes, no problem. Well, if it is a problem for you and you need a shirt, then go ahead and scroll on down through the details of this episode and click on the Tee Public link. That's T-E-E-P-U-B-L-I-C. That will lead you to the official site for Florida versus merchandise. Now, whether you need a t-shirt to wear in the pool, a mask to wear in the store, or a mug to tea bag, Tee Public has all of your needs covered with officially licensed Florida versus merch. Do you love the podcast? Do you want to wear it? Get officially licensed Florida versus merchandise at teepublic.com. All right. Sam, welcome to the show. Everybody gets a song. Here we go. Whether <laughs> whether you like it or not. Sam Salem. Sam Salem. Ladies and gentlemen, the very polite, the very funny, the very socially engaged, the very educated, one and only Minnesota's favorite son and California's favorite sub, Sam Salem. Welcome to the program. How are you today? I'm uh, I'm floored by that intro. That's the uh, I don't think anyone's ever called me a very educated before. So <laughs> I'm gonna walk with my chest out a little more, a little <laughs> one inch taller because of that. A I'm little bit. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm good, man. I'm good. Uh, uh, just, uh, you know, enjoying, uh, enjoying, uh, the spring summer now that my, um, what are they called? Allergies are starting to subside. Never in my life have I had allergies, but now in the last couple of years, it's gotta be, so- it's always something, man. It's always something. Even in LA, you get them? Especially in LA. I never got them in Florida. I don't know why. Um, but yeah, made to be in Florida, I think I know you want to know something cra- uh, really crazy and interesting. It's like a regional thing. When I was growing up, um, you know, Florida has its own unique climate. Uh, it's uh, humid and uh, dangerous, I guess. <laughs> but well, growing up there in the humidity and the heat, when I would just be outside, not in any sort of excessive amount of time, but just being outside, my skin would get really like a uh, blotchy and and uh the pigment would not separate, but like be a little different, meaning like you would see like white, not like, like, um, like not pale, but like white patches on my neck and stuff. It's, it's weird. And like out here, unless LA, 
no problem. But I've got the um, I've got the allergies, so there's some, there must be something to say about the internal struggle versus the outward struggle. What you're presenting. Well, getting deep, getting real deep. Who's <laughs> to say? Two minutes in, let's get real deep. Um, well, Sam, you are also in Los Angeles currently, but we'll get into where you grew up in just a second. Before we do, uh, we want to do plugs, do plugs up top, uh, like uh, Brian Erlacher and Joe Buck. Uh, plugs up top. So, uh, <laughs> Sam, <laughs> you know what's great is anytime the audience, uh, they could care less about um, – sports at all and i feel like as far as comedians i don't really get to talk to too many people about sports like you know like in like a small talk type of way like news weather sports but you are always tuned in to sports and you're even wearing a minnesota twins uh, baseball sweater right now i uh 1991 world series champ sweat this is this sweatshirt's older than me um <laughs> nice had to had to rep even i'm a pittsburgh sports fan because my dad but uh you know had to rep since the home state um but plugs up top yeah let's do it what, 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 like joe buck and brian Erlacher pretty soon here um <laughs> oh no i don't know samuel sleeves on all social media and uh may 4th wednesday may 4th 9 p.m west side comedy theater in santa monica fyp show we got some we got some heaters coming. We got some. We got some TV stars. We got what? some TV stars. We got the lineups dropping soon, so it's still still a secret. But oh man, that's exciting! Yeah. So social media people will uh, recognize you as uh, the substitute teacher uh, that gets roasted by their kids, uh, <laughs> by their students, and also doesn't drink, doesn't have a beverage with <laughs> with lunch. <laughs> that's uh, at the time of recording. That's what's popping off right now. So uh first off um when did you when you first got roasted by your kids or by your students did that hurt your feelings or were you just like ah whatever no it's it's fun like that's that's what's funny about social media is like there'll be people who comment like how dare you let these kids disrespect you or like you need to stand up for yourself i'm like yeah the, my kids know there's a line where it's like hey let's not be disrespectful at all times but it's like they don't kids don't make fun of the teachers they don't like they just talk they talk smack about them behind their back like oh yeah they only i mean maybe they really do hate me and they're just <laughs> maybe I just <laughs> but that's like it's the same thing and now i i make sure my students know it's not a friendship relationship it is teacher student but at the same time like when you're when you're with your buddies that's what you do like your best friend you're just like hey idiot what's up you're not talking to your best friend like <laughs> and so yeah it's hilarious like and i i don't make fun of them back quite as hard just because you know the power I, i'm the adult in the room i don't want to be right. punching down but yeah like it's hilarious like very very first day of school i walked like my first week teaching ever like really? first day of school I'm like, what's up, guys? I'm Mr. Salem. And a girl immediately raises her hand. And I'm like, oh, question all right. She's like, you seen Ratatouille? And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, you look like the chef. I'm like, all right, dude, this is. <laughs> wow. Wow. And if you get sensitive back, that, that's when the kids really like go after you. But if you play along and like make fun, then they're like, oh, this is awesome. We get to like have fun and joke around. That is such a difficult rub. You know, like, you know, to avoid escalating a hostile environment, you've got to kind of feed into it. Like, like there's some give and get. 
but so Sam Sleeves on Instagram, TikTok, all social media. Um, when, when, when do you think you have like a TikTok wor- or a Instagram worthy post uh, on something that happens to you? Is it, is it, does it dawn upon you weeks later or are you like, oh, wow, this kid uh, threw a desk at me. So I got to talk about that. <laughs> yeah, there are, um, it's both. There are things that happen in the moment. And I'm like, I got to talk, like, this is just funny and silly. Like we were, it was a lesson on nature versus nurture. And a kid was trying to say an organism's experience. And he said an orgasmic experience. Mm-hmm. And like the class went crazy and then and then one kid was like what's an or what's an orgasmic experience <laughs> and another kid's like that's what i gave your mom like and it's just like come on like that's just <laughs> funny that's just that's just, it is you know, so in the moment great i gotta talk about that but then there are other ones that um i just completely forgot about yeah uh, and then it, it i just something happens at school or i see something on tv or talking with a friend and it reminds me of like oh my again early on in my teaching career when I caught a kid ripped up his worksheet and was using it as rolling papers <laughs> and with weed and I'm just like what, what dude, dude? Like, yeah man like come on you know I I joked with you before I thought we were on the same team here man. right don't do don't do drugs in my class please do you yeah I mean your uh your relationship with the students is uh respectful because you know you guys meet each other on the same level like you they'll joke you'll joke and then ultimately you know you got to do the worksheet or play a movie or do the lesson plan but from adults and teachers you talked about it a little bit earlier from adults and teachers that look in are they like oh well i could see like an older teacher kind of crossing their arms and being like how dare they insult you know teachers by not being so uh but being more demonstrative you know do you get a lot of heat from your uh, contemporaries with uh, with stuff like that? Yeah, I used to teach at a school in Orange County and there was this teacher that was like, when I was in school, students would stand when a teacher entered the room. And I'm like- Oh my God. I was like, well, you just need to take a seat and- <laughs> So there definitely are, um, sure, there will be some ones that are like curmudgeons, but overall, I mean, there. I, I feel like when I was, because now I do like long-term subbing just because so I can have more time for comedy and all that Mm -hmm. stuff but when I was full-time like most teachers knew that I was more like my expertise was more classroom management and connecting with students oh so I I maybe got judged more if I was getting judged for anything it was for the content knowledge not that I would I mean I knew (laughs) enough to teach my stuff but so teachers knew when when it came to like students joking around they knew it was because like Oh, that same strength is, is connecting with the students. So. That's interesting. And that's an incredible uh, uh, strength to have, especially when, you know, you're, you've got to create a rapport immediately as a substitute uh, teacher. That's, that's interesting. Um, now, uh, yeah. So find Sam on Instagram there. And then uh, FYP comedy Westside um, uh, comedy theater, May 4th at 9 PM. So yeah, Sam, you're uh I'd like to think that you're a comedian that moonlights as a substitute teacher. That's how funny you are. Um, this will be your second FYP show. Who do you co-host that with? Oh yeah, my guy Max Castillo. Nice. Very an, a Florida, a Florida man. He is. He is. He is. Big love 
big love to the Florida. Pan, he's from the Panhandle, though, right? Um, I think so. And when when two Florida people meet each other, it's like two aggressive dogs going nose to nose. You don't know if they're going to sniff each other or start to bite. That's yeah. I respect that. I respect <laughs> that about the state. They, you know what, you guys, you guys own, you guys own it so much. Yeah, Max Castillo. He, you can find him on social media. Big time Maca, M A C A. Big time Maca. He's a. Uh, He's pretty big time on like TikTok, social media and that stuff. And honestly, um, maybe it's a Florida comic thing oh. that LA because you two are like just people that I don't get to talk to that often. But anytime I do just very like, hey, like actually, how are you doing? And wanting to connect and actually wanting to like build up a community and be like, hey, let's all connect with each other. So good, yeah. good Florida guys. I'm looking to create like a DX, D Generation X, like sub subgroup of just people that just go around doing comedy and just destroy things. Just, <laughs> <laughs> just wrestling style promos. Uh, well, cool, man. Well, I'll look forward to that. That'll uh, That's in a few weeks time. I'm very excited about it. Uh, but Sam, let's go back in time. Uh, please tell me about your hometown. My hometown, shout out Maple Grove, Minnesota. Wow. It's like that name was created from a movie. That, That's what like I kind of joke around. Like everyone likes to be like, oh, you wouldn't last a day in my streets. I'm like, yeah, Maple Grove sounds like the setting of a Hallmark movie where the plot is Romeo and Juliet. But instead of like real feuding, they're feuding over like a stolen pie recipe or something like <laughs> that. Like, But if Lil Wayne wrapped it, he'd be like, Maple Grove, you know, like it would sound, it would sound like more legit. The great, I didn't know he had a little Wayne impersonation. In the back <laughs> I still, I still don't, I still don't. But yeah, like, no, no, soon, that's what he's going with his <laughs> audition. Um, but yeah, Maple yeah. Grove. Well, that's the funny thing is, I was just talking about this with Julian Stern, another great comic, Julian M. Stern on all social media. You got to shout out the homies. Friend, friend of the pod, friend of the pod. Yeah, he's been on a great yeah. episode. He, I was talking about this with him where like, so the suburban suburban white kids try to like that try to act like they're like tough yeah and so they were like so being from minnesota the, the hockey hockey was the big uh sport like you know stereotypically in like the hollywood movie it's like the the quarterback and the cheerleader my my high school it was the hockey captain and the dance team captain that was like really anyway the hockey kids would always joke like we're from murder grove baby murder, like, we, came, <laughs> we came out the mud and it's like, oh no you came out the mall and your mom was waiting to pick you up like that's <laughs> dude we came out the mud I'm, I, like honestly you got to understand I, I know i brought up little wayne and you're, you're talking about just different uh different um nicknames for towns and stuff murder grove is amazing also like as far as rappers go if i heard a rapper was coming out of murder grove straight <laughs> out the mud and he was wearing like hockey pads I would be like, whoa, I'd be, whoa, I'd be a little nervous because music in Florida, particularly rap music is, man, it's like, it's a lot like T-Pain came out of Florida. Uh, Plies is out of Florida. And they're talking about like relationships, like hard times are, are definitely there. And, you know, uh, that that's present, but they're talking about relationships. And then like, there's Flo Rida who's like, you know, come to my house. Like he's talking about house parties and stuff. We don't really have like, uh, Miami's a little different, but we don't have like aggressive, like, hey, we rep this town hardcore. Uh, you know, T-Pain is from Tallahassee, Tallahassee pain. But, but like, what? well, I mean, growing up would you, and, and also in uh, Cape Coral, Fort Myers, 
that area uh, was nicknamed Little Pakistan. That's, oh, wow. that's, I know, right? That was like the nickname that, uh, I, it was just given. And I'd heard it in a bunch of rap songs. Were there, like, what was the music and what, like, what was the rap scene specifically? Because that sounds like such like a rap lyric, like out of Murder Grove. It, Minneapolis, I wish I, um, I'm not the best at my knowledge with, with music. So apologies. I have so many friends that could talk about this better, but, um, I mean, the home of Prince, you know, has a decent, has a decent hip hop scene. I don't know. Do you know the rapper Atmosphere? Atmosphere. Yeah. 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 Like the sunshine, sunshine. Yeah. Yeah. That. um, So I think because of him, like there's like good, like underground rap, rap scene there. And it's good. And the music scene in general. I mean, you know, Prince came out of, obviously that's not rap, but Prince came out of Minnesota and, um, Owl City, shout out Owl City, Adam. Whoa, a town in Minnesota. So there's a good, there's a good music scene there, especially with First Ave, is like the main, like the famous venue in in Minneapolis. And oh, wow. I hate myself for referencing Macklemore, but I think he had like a song all over the radio that he's like, I wish that someone would have told me to use the good old days. And one of the lyrics, he's like, I remember when I was like outside of that club in Minnesota and I just wanted a star. I wanted my name on a star. And that's like the first ad where like Prince has a name and like all these legendary, wow, uh, these legendary musical artists. So um, good. I, I don't know as much about the rap scene as, sure. as some of my friends in high school, but it was, a, it was a good scene. Also, my high school kids were obsessed with Tech 9 who's from Kansas City. Tech 9. They went crazy for tech nine i don't know why. i mean i love I, I great my wife's from kansas city so big tech nine but it was like a very bizarre like you know like the 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 one direction or the the k-pop stands out there that just are like this is my <laughs> life. we had some ride or die tech nine heads and at my school <laughs> that's that's amazing i mean well yeah so that you you mentioned that venue in florida we have a few famous venues the one that was closest to me was called janice landing and it was famous uh in like the pop pop punk scene uh like bands like um census fail taking back sunday brand new red jumpsuit apparatus uh scary kids scaring kids would perform there and the cool thing was it was in man like essentially somebody built a stage in an abandoned lot in between four brick uh buildings uh and yeah it was it was just like it was kind of cool to see and the music didn't sound great because it was just echoing off of like bricks and stuff. But do you um, do you have a memory of like going to that music venue on first uh, that you just mentioned in, in Minnesota? Probably. Yeah. The, the coolest one that I had um, 21 pilots who's not oh, like nice. They're I mean, they're huge. They're like worldwide tour all the time and they have mm-hmm. so up their fans are like crazy. But I went with my best friend, my little sister. They were they were opening up for group love if you know okay. the band. Like yeah, yeah. Take me to your best friend's house like that so that was kind of cool because it was they did like a half hour set and they were like insane on stage and it was for like you know maybe 500 people just like all packed in a general admission space and then you know not it, it felt like what you know a, a year or two later they were like doing stadium tours so it was just wow. crazy that was just a cool experience to see a band like the opening act in like a, you know, a, a solid venue, but definitely not like a theater or anything like that. And then all of a sudden yeah. it just felt like that. They they were on the radio and they were touring the world and stadiums and selling that's, out. That's the fun thing about 
you know, you can get lucky and uh, strike uh, strike lucky if you go to like a show and like the opener is like, whoa, great, I'm gonna start following them. But that's the fun of going to like a music festival. You know what I mean? It's right. like like when I first the first music festival I went to was Bonnaroo and I was volunteering, so I got to go for free. So my time was a little more limited, but or, or more uh, strictly like worked out. But the first time I went to like Coachella, I wasn't like working or volunteering or anything. And I was like, I want to go to see this, this, and this. And I just kind of missed it. But then the second time I was like, oh, I'm just going to chill and then find like some great, some great music here and there. And did you guys have like big like festivals come through or like big, uh, like, did you guys go to like Chicago for like um, Lollapalooza or would there be like a big trip that you would go on like each year growing up, like spring break or something? Um, not uh we had i mean vans warp tour would always would always mm -hmm. go through and the big one the country music festival up in like two hours north of the city we fest was just like it would bring all like the top country music artists and it'd just be in the middle of fields and it'd just be people you know getting plastered for <laughs> a week long and listening to country music um me personally like now nah, we my family wasn't a big music family so we our our spring breaks we never went on like vacations. It was like to road trip to see family. So it was like, oh, get in the car and let's drive from Minneapolis to Houston to visit my uncle or like most often driving to Pittsburgh to visit my like grandma. So Oof. no, uh, no, a lot of a lot of hours road trip with the Game Boy Advance, you know? <laughs> yeah. What what would uh what would the road trip? What would that be like? Would it be like quiet or are there games that are, that are happening in the in the van? Yeah, um, we big reading family, big reading oh, okay. family. So mom would take us to the library. We'd all get our, we'd all get stacks of books. Um, <laughs> like, yeah, playing Game Boy, and we'd always drive from Minneapolis to Chicago, stay with family in Chicago, Chicago to Pittsburgh, hang out in Pittsburgh. So um, nice. Speaking of road trips, uh, and uh, this is a connection that we have. Uh, the Minnesota Twins, their spring training facility is in my hometown, Fort Myers. Nice. That's uh, yeah. I've, uh, I was going to say, I didn't realize Cape Coral, Cape Coral, sorry. Cape Coral. Cape Coral. Cape Coral. No, Cape Coral is how you say it, but there was a DJ on 105.5 growing up that would say, it's the weekend, baby. Cape Coral. And everybody would just. Can we, real quick, yeah. uh, I I was with somebody at, like, we met up for drinks last night for a friend's birthday. Mm -hmm. and she's from minnesota and so she was like yeah so growing up listening to kdwb and like the nostalgia of like someone saying like the letters of my like radio station growing up yeah like, i that's like a great like get i don't know it was just like a it felt some like someone like just went directly into my brain and released like serotonin just just by saying like the 101.3 kdwb i was like yeah oh, yes like the what was your what was your radio station that was the it was it was 103.9 was the top 40 then 105.5 the beat see ours ours didn't rhyme most most <laughs> most rhyme like you, you said 101.3 kdwb or something like that yeah ours was 105.5 the beat and that's like enough to say we're playing hip-hop what right. uh 103.9 or b 103.9 that was just like top 40 then there was like a 99x and they were like just playing tool non-stop <laughs> it's just like 99x i know this is like the hard stuff uh 
Yeah, man. So you end up you grew up like listening to the radio too, um, or or was it like iPods and uh, and uh, just like MP3s? Oh, I did. I did have. Um, I did have an iPod Nano, and I was like, dude, it has two gigs. I can get five hundred songs on here. Like, just right? thought that was sick. And uh, <laughs> I'd say my real quick. Uh, I'd say my comedy taste has changed a lot, but I remember. Mm-hmm on the bus in junior high, someone's like, yo, you gotta listen to this. And it was like one of the first Dane Cook, like Dane the, Cook, like the baby. Kool-Aid man. Like and when <laughs> I was in grade, I'm like, this is the peak of comedy. Like listen to <laughs> Dane Cook on my iPod Nano on, yeah. on, on the bus. Um, it's incredible how he was, how he was so popular just based off of CDs and then, yeah, then MP3s like, yeah. Cause he used like, MySpace. He was like the first, yeah. he was like one of the first comics to really like embrace the internet. And have you seen him recently? Have you seen him perform re- at all recently? No, I've never seen him live. I see he's at the improv all the time. Dude. Let me tell you killer. He just recorded a two hour special. Dang. Yeah. Two hours. Like on a streaming service or is it just going to be like all like Spotify, whatever. Interesting. No, I don't know. I don't know. He just recorded it last month um but i'm not sure but oh my god uh looks insane um so wait so like yeah let's actually go back because like you said the popular kids were um you know hockey players and then you know the dance team uh and you know you were listening to comedy and you know obviously what was accessible to everybody was dane cook uh because he was so popular at the time so just massive uh through that era where did you fit in as far as like uh, clicks and like groups and what would you do with your your free time because you're an athlete yourself right yeah yeah I grew up playing basketball um so I was on the basketball team I'd say I feel like I had a kind of unique friend group where like we uh like we my friend group didn't like party at all in high school no we're still like like we were the group I feel like maybe um is this accurate? This is how I remember it. I don't know. So who knows? Maybe all you Maple Grove High School class of 2011, if you want to comment in and be like, no, you were a loser, Sam. Nah, uh, Mudville, dude. Fucking Murder <laughs> Grove. Yeah, man. I I felt like our friend group was like, if if the like some of the popular kids who didn't feel like going out and getting super drunk, they would be like, okay, let me like, these guys are like cool and low key. Like, let me come hang out with them. And maybe some kids who like, didn't have as much of a social life they were like oh wait like can we hang out with you we were kind of like in that sweet little middle spot where it was like you know just nice always laid back always kickbacks just chilling in someone's basement watching movies hanging out at walmart or mcdonald's we had we had we had four mcdonald's in my hometowns and two of them had 24-hour lobbies and so i feel like minnesota in the winter like there's just you're not going outside or anything like that (laughs) We would like walk around Walmart at like 2 a.m. or go to go to the McDonald's and just sit in the lobby and order like a shamrock shake in March and be like, man, this is peak living, which is so funny now being a teacher in L.A. And like some of the schools I've taught, it's like, what'd you guys do? It's like, yeah, we've like we're at the ocean and then we went to Coachella and I'm just like, well, you guys lived a very different childhood. Yeah, we did a photo shoot by the beach at sunset then. We went to uh, our friend's mom's villa. Yeah, yeah, it's... uh... Dude, well, that's what, like, our high school graduation parties, it would always just be, like, 
you know, in someone's driveway, open up the garage, have like a walking taco stand or like whatever. <laughs> right. Like something low key. And I, I live in Manhattan Beach now. And humble was, brag. Yeah. I mean, in an apartment, I, uh, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not owning a house, but right. for those not familiar, Manhattan Beach is like a nice beach town just south of like the airport in LA and a nice little quiet beach town. But some of these, the strand, which is like the houses that are literally right on the beach. Like me and my wife will go on walks and during like high school graduation. Season, oh, you got a wife brag. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Is the best part of my life. Yeah. Um, uh, uh. The, but there's these kids who like have their high school graduation party on the strand. And it's literally like, just it, yeah, it's like $20 million houses with like an indoor pool that overlooks the ocean. And they're just like, all these kids are showing up in like, bmws for their graduation parties i'm like this is just a different different life so anyway back to your original yeah, question man. i feel like yeah my friend group it was a lot of athletes like some of the basketball players um and i think w- with that what's kind of funny is hockey such a big deal in minnesota that like after basketball practice we would go we would go out to the pond and like shovel off the ice and play like hockey. Like all the basketball players were like, all right, now like, cool, practice is over. Let's go play like some pickup hockey games. No way. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Were there, are there, I mean, yeah, there's a bunch of ponds. There's a bunch of waters. That's um, land of 10,000 lakes. 10,000 lakes. Yeah, man. Oh my gosh. How fun. So then you were just like active all the time. Yeah. Big time ran track as well. Yeah. Basketball, AAU all that you, stuff so you were and i feel like we were we were the my group of friends in high school were also like hey man we don't we were truly like the youth like we would still play night games even like junior year of high school we'd be like yeah let's go play kick the like midnight let's play kick the can in someone's backyard and just make <laughs> it like i don't know we were we were stupid so. no yeah you were active in every way except for sexually active that is 100% <laughs> accurate that is 100% accurate <laughs> no that I mean hey you, you know you just mentioned something about being kind of like um between friend groups but you had like close friends and the people and I can relate to that because uh the people that were super in one direction or dedicated to making their identity one thing growing up like um there were kids that would just go mudding you know, like they would go to school, but then they would go mudding, which is, you know, you bring your uh, truck, you have to have a truck and you bring it out into like shallow swamp and you try and get as much mud on your car as possible. Right. That's, that was it. Um, right. And it's like, and they were, they were bought into the idea that this place is the best place you could be. Why would anyone want to go anywhere else? And I imagine that happens in other places, but in Florida particular, there's a lot of uh, like factors that are kind of weighing down on you. Like, well, this is the place where people come to retire. So there must be something great about it. You know, this is the place where, you know, my, you know, for me, my mom was like, Hey, let's go to Florida. We're going to go to Florida with your grandparents. And um, you know, this will, you know, the idea is there are great schools there, but there are uh, famously not. Right. Um, and so, you know, growing up, you gotta and and also like teachers i had this one teacher literally tell me um she, she asked the class like when do you think the best years of your life are and she everyone had their own answer but she was like it's right now and I, and and i was just like and it was at the time i was did she mean like right now like whatever you're living be present or did she mean like 
it's right now like you guys are 16 years old and this is going to be the best time of your life i i well that's interesting i it was more of a reflection on her and the life that she had lived right being in that hometown forever but i took it as like live it up today you know but then also you know it was it was like oh man the older you get you know the the wilder things get you develop allergies like me uh and honestly yeah uh this is beside the point but yesterday i uh i was on my couch i was watching something on tv before i had to leave and i stood up and i had this like sharp pain in my side and i was like oh no it's happening i'm (laughs) deteriorating from the inside uh and all the things that come along with that but yeah point point i was making is to did you did you buy into any of that or was your goal to get out of minnesota or i mean you know i i tend to be a little harsh on my hometown uh because it's a a it's an interesting place um but certainly everyone's hometown from wherever they come from it's either a good place to be from or it's a good place to be uh i'm I'm still not sure where cape coral fits in there but yeah for you growing up were you like get me out of this damn town uh any any chance i can or were you like hey i'm curious to see what else is out there and you know do you remember a point where where that started that curiosity began yeah i um i was always happy with my hometown growing up i think looking back like ignorance is bliss for sure like there is you know just grew up ignorant to some things and you know there's that fine line of like in some ways kids should be able to grow up in a way that they're just like I was like like so privileged to grow up in a way that I just didn't even know what was going on in the world I was just like yep everything's great and so I was very fortunate in that sense but in other Mm -hmm. senses it's like I could have been more aware of things going on so I always I'm very close with my family so I always I, I mean I guess I just never really thought about it like I was yeah never thinking where am I gonna end up I think maybe because honestly growing up scared me a little bit and like I had I have two older sisters and a younger sister and my two older sisters were like 3.9 GPA like achiever like very smart like and I feel like and they probably both agree with this like my my oldest sister very smart but also like if there was a, a subject that she wasn't naturally good at, she would just study, 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 and be like, work so hard. And my sister, Steph, was just naturally talented, you know, like vars- three-sport varsity athlete and wow. like just easy. And so I would always just look up to them and be like, wow, everything's so easy for them. And like, I'm like, am I like dumb or something? Like in comparison, <laughs> so I was, I feel like maybe I'm realizing I didn't really think about, hey, what's going to be next? Because I was just kind of like, well, they're kind of the ones that are going to, like be successful and stuff. So I I loved my hometown growing up in it. I think looking back, I I wouldn't I would want to live there in sense of I have some really good friends and my parents, but I would not want to live there in the sense of it's just not where I want to be comedy wise and other things. So I I I um my hometown's it it made me who I am and I yeah. of it and I was very very privileged to grow up in an area where like hey if we forgot to lock our door at night nothing was probably going to happen, you know? So, well, oftentimes I forget to lock my door at night, but only because I stumble home drunk and <laughs> I fall asleep in the doorway. I mean, what it sounds like is like you followed the bouncing ball. It's like, Hey, what, you know, what, what opportunities are there for me? I can't stay in high school forever. Uh, even <laughs> if I tried, 
But and then I became a teacher, so now I'm in high school forever. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. By the way, there are some teachers who kind of forget, hey, we work at a high school, we're not in high school. And that is the cringiest thing to see where it's like either the teacher who is popular in high school and they're trying to keep that going, or kind of even worse, the teacher who was not cool and like had a bad high school experience and now they're trying to make up for it by being popular as a teacher. And it's just like, yo, dude, like oof. That's that's cringy. Like just this is I know. I I had there is truth to that joke that I tell about a teacher uh giving me advice about me being a good father that <laughs> <laughs> one day. But there was this uh in my sophomore year, I had this uh typing teacher who was also the baseball coach. And he was I don't know how old he was, but he looked older. But, you know, when you're 16, 17, everyone, you know, 30 is like, oh, my God, you know, but he uh, he was the baseball coach. He was a typing coach and he had braces. (laughs) Strange. Uh, But for all accounts, you know, cool, popular guy. Uh, And then my junior year, I never I no longer had his class, but he dated this 19 year old girl that had just graduated. And I'm right. like, you're not slick. Like right. this didn't just happen over the summer, buddy. Right. But tough. which, yeah, which is That's tough. Also, I just want to say uh, my students, if they heard you say I had a typing teacher, they would be like, okay, <laughs> boomer. like what? Actually, they don't even say, okay, boomer. They'd make fun of me for saying that. Cause that's outdated now. But- What's the expression for like uh, 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 millennials is, or like, like, oh, it- like they- them hating They're an them. okay boomer like equivalent i don't know they they love to make gen z loves to make fun of millennials for like being obsessed with harry potter they're like oh like i heard i saw some kid that you know when you see like someone say something like that's so funny i'm so jealous like yeah some kid tweeted out like millennials are so obsessed with harry potter houses bro you can't even afford your own house like, ah! i'm like dang dude that's <laughs> that is fucking crazy so they make fun of skinny jeans skinny jeans and harry potter and dang dude and the laughing emoji the laughing crying emoji that's oh, that's, that's out lame. huh that's super lame dang my, damn my, my culture is being erased <laughs> I know, dude, it happened, you just think when you're like all of a sudden stuff that you're like obsessed with they're just like mm. like what do you, like when the whole and sorry to bring this up but the whole chris rock will smith uh yeah i heard my students talking about it he's like yeah you know will smith the guy from shark tale and i'm like uh-huh. you know, will smith is the guy who voiced the fish from shark tale not as like the fresh print like that's where i'm just like all right dude i'm ancient i'm ancient <laughs> yeah i mean oof if you if you <laughs> Good, good, good. Uh, (laughs) I mean, when you when you think back on it, uh, well, where did you go after after high school? Uh, Did did you uh, where did you go to college? And then what what were those like first like four or five years out of high school? And what did you experience as opposed to being back home? Um, So I was college. I was talking to some schools for basketball. I had like a, it was like one of those, I had like a great like AU experience, but like kind of my high school basketball experience wasn't, I was just kind of like burnt out from it and kind of like lost, lost the joy of, of playing just for reasons that don't really matter. Um, And so just kind of last second, I went to 
University of Wisconsin River Falls because it was like an hour it was just like just into Wisconsin like an hour away from me mm. and kind of back to the thing like oh did you your question like did you think you're gonna get out of this town or this or that I just like oh well if you get a job in like business or something then that's so open-ended and like what do you even like apply for or whatever so I was like but if you get a degree in teaching you just become a teacher it's very easy it's already figured out for you right so, that was kind of the oh, was interesting. Like, honestly almost out of like being scared to do anything else and I did I mean I did have a passion for like I want to coach basketball and like you know I had some really good mentors and teachers in my life that you know would celebrate me with when I was celebrating and would like kind of encourage me when I was down so yeah. I wanted to be that as well but I just remember someone saying like or hearing a couple of my teachers like, oh, I went to UW River Falls. I'm like, oh, that's, I guess that's where like teachers go. You know? <laughs> yeah, man. Well, oh, dude, to, to, to talk on that for a second, like some people enjoy the broadness of a business degree. And for me, I didn't know what I was going to do. Uh, I, you know, I was following the bouncing ball and that ball was a soccer ball. And I went from Florida to Birmingham, Alabama, to uh, New York, to uh, Orlando, just like traveling and um, following that through college uh, soccer and then, and then otherwise, but then, uh, be, to be like specific about it is, is like, it's really unique and like, say like, all right, well, this is where teachers go. And, you know, I want to, I'll, I'll be a teacher. And that's kind of my thought process for Los Angeles. It's like, this is where the best of the best go. And if you're really anything, you're going to test yourself against the best of the best, you know, like, like there's so many external factors in being an actor, being a comedian, like whether you can just survive, et cetera. But on top of all that, you know, the, the talented people, you got to believe rise uh, to the top there. And so, so like, so then when did, when did you eventually decide to like be a substitute teacher and then, we're like, hey, I'm going to go in all, all in on this. Oh, yeah. So um, I guess. Yeah, I, I don't even. Well, I guess. So what happened first, I guess, before I even got into teaching is I only lasted at River Falls for a, a year because it was like a suitcase college where kids just everybody either left on the weekend or in mm. the people who stayed just got like complete blackout, like to a point where I'm like, that doesn't even look. <laughs> and then I was like, missed basketball. So I actually like worked my way back into like, and I got a scholarship at like a, a school in the Chicago area. Oh, and cool. Then, like, stuck with the education thing. And then um, I wanted to go into college coaching. So I, I, after I graduated and played in the Chicago area, I got, a, a position at like a division three school in Boston where they, instead of like paying me a salary, they paid, like they gave me like an on-campus apartment and a free master's, like free tuition to master's. And then wow. I was like, in return, I was like the assistant basketball coach. That's great. So yeah, which was awesome. I got, you know, was able to get a master's in education. Cause I was like, all right, well, I already have the background in education. Yeah. And then when I got married, my wife was in Chicago. And so I started coaching at my alma mater and, uh, I just thought like, hey, I'm going to be a coach. Like, yeah, like, well, I, I love this. It's great. And then you, but then you do kind of find out like 5% of college coaching is actually coaching. And so much of it is like, there's administration stuff. There's on the road, having to recruit and like trying to mm. ruin the experience of these recruits and all this stuff. And so my wife got a job offer out here in LA and that's why we moved from Chicago. And I wasn't even doing comedy. I mean, 
Right. Wasn't doing any of that. And my roommate and teammate from college, he was, his dad was the principal at a, at a high school and he, my roommate was the, was the head coach. And so I was just like, Hey, can I just teach and coach? And they're like, yep. Like didn't really even have to interview. They're just like, you're in. And so then that's how I got back into teaching. Well, if I could say, man, I think, I think that your openness to follow what's next or follow the bouncing ball or, you know, look at your options and be open to them. That's what makes you a grounded, uh, good person, but also makes you a funny person because you're very, uh, uh, you know, observant and you're very, uh, you know, you know, happy, happy to be there. Not in like, not in like this so much of a sense that I am like, sometimes I'm walking around and I'm like, a lit light bulb that's just like in the air but like you know like being able to to like follow life's journey that is fun and you know you do a little bit of this a little bit of that and you make like a, a whole life which is which is fantastic and uh and and like you know there should be more teachers like you that have like that sort of life experience you know you're talking minnesota you're talking uh wisconsin you're talking you know life in boston and then la you know like so many, you know, teachers, as, as you mentioned, will oftentimes, you know, do it just to continue to have the gossip, right? right. Uh, so right. it's kind of cool that, uh, you know, uh, kids, whether they make fun of my Harry Potter generation or not, they get, you know, uh, get to hang with uh, with you every every so often. Uh, so that's that's really cool and encouraging. I'm happy to hear that because honestly, you know, teachers where I grew up, you know, they would wear sandals to school. And, you know, you can't really respect somebody if you can see their toes. I don't. That's me. That's you know, I uh, I'm not sure if I should even put this out there into the world. But real quick on that. Yeah. There was, so people like L.A. schools, you still have to wear masks like teachers and students still have to oh. wear masks. Oh, wow. So I'm just like, yep, yeah, OK, if I have to wear it. Great. And sure. there's students, who, you know, like won't wear properly or whatever. And I mean, it's whatever, but there's this one kid just being very obnoxious about it. And I, and I'm just like, Hey man, like none of us want to have to wear masks. Like, yeah, right. it, it sucks. We, but like, just come on, if you could, if you could do it. And he was just kind of being a jerk and like, just not cool. And there was like some kids around him that he was making uncomfortable and all this stuff. And he was wearing sandals, like, like just <laughs> flip flops with jeans. Oh and wow. He was like, then like pretending to cough and all this stuff. And I go, Hey man, imagine how, I said something along the lines, how are those toes the second worst thing you've been exposed to today? <laughs> and as soon as I said that, I was like, uh, as a team, I'm like, uh, and thankfully he was like, what? He didn't hear me. He's like, what? I'm like, just, just please wear your mask. I was like, as soon as I said it, sometimes as a teacher who's aspiring to be a comedian, I forget which mind to switch off. I'm like, okay, wait, no, that was like more of a crowd where a Keckler, like, this is like a student who needs to be shown love, but. That's funny. Yeah, you got too comfortable. And, you know, if I could say, I'd, I'd say you're a comedian who's becoming a better teacher. Uh, all right, before we get out of here, um, one, uh, two final segments. One last thing, one good thing. Is there one thing about your hometown, if I find myself in Murder Grove, straight out the mud, mudding it up, uh, getting the mud on my truck, is there one thing I need to check out or be uh, uh, conscious of? You said it's a, you know, as you remember, it's a fairly safe town, you know, not being able to... Uh, necessarily lock your door if you if you didn't want to but uh is there anything i need to check out if i'm passing through there or uh something to be mindful of uh, if i'm in town the i mean if you're there in the winter hockey i mean hockey games if you want to go to a good fun hometown environment like hockey in minnesota is like texas football so okay um, find the the hockey like oh yeah like high school wise and then yeah like the, the the high school hockey games are like 
it's where it's like the whole town is at the game. Um, and so it's just, it's just fun. Like, it's just a fun high school environment where the fans are going crazy. The student section is doing like wild cheers. And like, you got the old guy who's been coming to every single game for 50 years. That's like screaming at the refs. It's just kind of like, who are these people? And on top of that, the, the Minnesota state hockey high school tournament is like, uh, like for me, the world cup, March madness, and then Minnesota state high school. Hockey <laughs> like Those are like my top three sporting events in the world. And it's crazy. Like it'll be an 11 AM Thursday quarterfinal game in the state tournament. And it'll be 18,000 people sold out at like the XL energy center where the wild play. So wow. it, it's, it's crazy. The hockey and everybody check out the Minnesota state hockey all hair team there's a guy who does a youtube video every year and he mm. ranks the guy's hockey hairs and these players take it so like there's dudes getting like perms they're doing little lines in there <laughs> bleaching their hair like they go so hard on getting their hair like they want to they, they want to win the state championship but they're like well if i don't win the state championship i at least got to get on the all hair team i gotta get youtube famous that's funny you mentioned all, all you know uh the old timers and like everybody going crazy because in my hometown we would have all of the sports, there would be NFL, like home of Fort Myers, home of Javon Curse, Deion Sanders, oh, wow. uh, Mike Greenwell of uh, Boston Red Sox fame. Uh, so like there are athletes coming out of there, but where I grew up, there's a lot of soccer happening at, you know, there's, I think no less than 10 high schools in the area. Right. And uh, there would be this one guy at Mariner high school uh, that was, uh, one of the schools in Cape Coral. And anytime you would go there, he, he's like a teacher or something. And he would, he would be in the stands and anytime the ball would be passed, I was the goalkeeper. So anytime the ball would be passed to me, he would yell mistake. Like, like this kid's going to fuck up. What? That's so, so absurd. That's, I mean, it's wrong. Cause I'm a 15 year old kid, right. but also, you know, I might, you know, I, I don't know. L live your life, pal. Uh, <laughs> that guy sucks, man. Yes, he does. Give me his address. I'll write him some hate mail. <laughs> some, hate mail. some snail mail. Uh, okay, boomer. Uh, <laughs> I'll just, I'll just, uh, yeah. I, I, but I'll, I'll, I'll give him a letter, and it'll just say mistake, and then there'll be like a mirror sticker on it, and it'll just be himself looking back at him. <laughs> he is a mistake. <laughs> uh, all right, final. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, everybody's a mistake every once in a while um i mean hey uh, life isn't planned and neither was i you know what i mean dude uh all right la final segment tattoos sam if you had a tattoo gun in your hand and you were in a florida apartment complex about to give someone a tattoo dealer's choice what would it be words to live by a cool cartoon something you love an image would you do the uh the s that everybody used to stencil in in uh in school uh, what would you do as a person with an sam salem a double s name you better believe i was doing that s like oh man every name i was turning in like like academic work with my name written <laughs> dude that's cool that's kind of cool that'd be fun um okay let me let me think for a second sorry mm -hmm. uh the tattoo that i would give oh man i would say get money get paid get money get <laughs> get money get paid well like Sam the opposite of everything i stand for but if you're in a florida, 
if you're in a Florida tattoo parlor. <laughs> no, right. not even that. Just an apartment complex. I can't tell you how many friends of mine have gotten apartment tattoos. Yeah, I mean, go ahead. Oh, I mean, that's the way I've, I had a teammate who had born to be hated on across his chest in like <laughs> Times New Roman font. And it was just like, Born to be hated. I I don't have a clear memory of my first tattoo, which is a full leaf clover, and I'm pretty sure it was in a Daytona apartment building. Hey, dirt Tona, baby. Dirt Tona. Why is everything so messy with you? Mudville, murder, straight out the mud, dirt Tona. Straight out the mud is not like a Maple Grove thing, by the way. That's like <laughs> a thing rappers say, like I came out the mud, and that's why it's funny that people from Maple Grove because it's look around and like, yeah, we this is like a quaint little town, and y'all saying. <laughs> came out the mud so well well it sounds lovely i can't wait to visit thanks for bringing us there uh through the podcast before we leave gotta give a big shout out to my production team of mike gina justin collier kelvin dawn peter lauren s shane matt matt chris mcleod Lindsay, tim and ally sam salem thank you so much for uh taking the time to bring us back to maple grove uh and yeah really appreciate it um everybody please go check him out on social media and uh yeah man thanks for being on the podcast Appreciate you having me, the Puerto Rican Jimmy Fallon, James Fallon. Hey, I love it. All right, brother. Well, hey, uh, Floridians, thanks for listening. Talk to you next time. Bye.